hi, we're the Conventional Podcast. You think going to conventions is easy. However, it's anything but. but. So we just got back from Naruto running from Ramen Con. We done clapped all them green cheeks. That we did. We did not go to Area 51. We went the complete opposite direction. Yes, we just got back from Ramen Con 2019, and damn, are we tired. Yeah, and I'm putting recent in quotation marks for obvious several reasons. reasons. There's, there's, there's <laughs> a reason why we're a wee bit late this time, and I'll let my boy Claude actually go into details for that. Yeah, Ramen Con was uh, very interesting, mainly just getting there. I don't got a car anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the conventional mobile kind of had an oopsie daisy. Well, not even the the car itself, the douchebag that bumped into the car itself. Yeah. So basically, what happened was I picked up a friend on the way down, and then we were going to pick up Jax to go on to Ramen Con because he's basically on the way. So I was like, it's easy to pick up Jax. We were getting off on the highway. We were waiting to go through the toll booth. But then a semi-truck with a container decided to back into my car and basically total my car. So basically, I've been like speaking with insurance agencies for two weeks and just going through the whole process of like, well, I need to get money so I can buy a new car. That's what I have to do right now is buy a new car, which is, you know, fun to an extent, but also stressful as hell to the other extent. So, yeah. And on our side, I co-host and editor got sick as a bloody dog so i haven't been able to look at a screen for the last couple of days yay so many issues i'm convinced we just need to come out every second friday because i don't know why but fridays the first friday of the month has been a been cursed for us so that's why we're moving it is basically what he's telling you yeah so for our lovely listeners that pay attention to us we're not going to be releasing the first friday of every month we're going to be releasing the second friday of every month just a little bit of time. A wee bit. Just a wee bit. Yeah, it gives us an extra week, and basically all of the cons that we seem to be hitting seem to be towards the end of the month, so it gives us an extra week or two to put out a better review and review things a little bit more. Now we can get more feedback from attendees, too, because sometimes after cons, the attendees are just worn out, and then you don't really hear about more concepts till like, the weekend after anyway, so that's not necessarily a bad thing in some instances either. Right. And it also like he's pretty much said, gives us so much more time to actually break down things and actually think things a lot more carefully to the point where we actually uh, revamped the system just a wee bit. Just yeah, a wee bit. We, we changed one tiny little thing, which we'll get to today in today's review. When we went to RamenCon, we got there pretty late Friday night after the whole incident. When the accident happened on my end, it was about 1 to 1.30ish. By the time the tow truck came and we could leave, it was like, it was like, like, like 4.30ish. We got back to your place at 5. And we left here at like 6 or 6.30 after like getting gas, right? Yeah. Because of that, it took us like two hours, two and a half hours to get there. So we got there around 9 bit before or after. We contacted our roommates. We got into our room. Some of us got food. We tried to get badges, but like by the time we all got all settled, like they closed the registration for the night which is fair like to be fair 10 10 30 isn't actually a noble time to shut down registration like that's actually kind of cool it sucks we got there at 10 40 but that's on us that's not on the con 
So, let's actually talk about our experiences, because you guys went to go get food. I went to go and hang out with cosplayers and actually get a feel for what we missed out on. And, quite frankly, from what I can tell, a lot of people love this convention. I haven't been to this con for I don't know how long. The first time I went, I think I was still in high school, and that's been a long-ass time ago. And I've been going to this convention yearly since 2012. So, I've been there for a hot minute, and I've done a lot of things there. Yeah. So, I decided I was going to actually take the time, since they moved locations, and... Yeah, they moved every- from the uh, Radisson in, uh, oh, dear Lord, what's the town name? It begins with an M, and it's going to bother me. I don't know. Anyway. Well, but they, they basically moved from, like, the border of Illinois and Indiana to South Bend, which is basically Notre Dame University. Yeah. I decided, hey... I'm going to take the chance and actually look at this with fresh perspective because, again, it's not the same location I'm used to. It's not the same ball of wax. Let me actually see how it goes. It moved from Maryville to South Bend. I remembered the name after thinking about it for a minute, so I'm going to correct myself now. Good boy. All right. Now, because of that, we have Cloud, who has the ability to actually look at it from years upon going, and you have me who is choosing to look at it from a first-time experience. So, let's actually see how this goes, because this is gonna be fun. We rate a con out of 10, and we broke down our point system, and if you add it all up, it added up to 10. Now, the thing that we added this time is that there is now basically an extra credit field. Yes, the reason why we have this is actually quite simple. Every convention has a niche. Every single one. So each one kind of deserves that X factor when it comes to our grading system. If it has a niche. Yeah, if it's a dull cookie cutter convention, then it loses out on these points. That being said, we have to actually give everything their due. And instead of trying to like throw it in at the last second and then leave you guys questioning like, oh, why didn't they talk about this? Why didn't they talk about that? We're actually going to sit down and, you know, talk about it. Well, I mean, we did technically talk about it in the Anime Magic review, but we kind of had, like, that extra section where we were like, here's stuff that was at the convention that we couldn't really rate it because it didn't fall into our guidelines, and this also kind of fixes this issue that we had previously. Right. So, without further ado, let's actually get into the review. So, first on the docket is panels. Now, Ramen Khan, in my personal opinion, is known for having one of the most diverse panel options available. Every year, they try and bring something new, and they try to innovate in some new way. Now, that's something I actually noticed just this year alone. There were ridiculous amounts of options and lines up the wazoo because people were excited to actually try out these things. One of the things I was really excited to try was the escape room. I wasn't able to get in, but to be fair, they turned away about 200 bloody people. So that's kind of fucking saying something. Yeah, the lines and the registration for the escape room panel filled up almost instantaneously. That kind of says something, and they're going to be trying to add more times for next year, for those that are actually curious. But that, oh my god, that actually kind of is a testament to how badass that panel is run in general. But the adventure group that I'm a part of, we also had our panels at RamenCon. And, like, the Pepper panel went well, and all the other additional panels that my group runs there went over really well, even though I couldn't make it to my panel due to the accident. Yeah. So, yours, from what I can tell, yours is always hype. 
there was cosplay chess that was hyped up. To yeah, that's back. actually another thing that my group does is they do the cosplay chess there. So, yeah. Yeah. So, again, with all this going down, and let's not even get into the 18 plus panels, that was the shit to me. Oh, yeah. No, 18 plus panels were hilarious. <laughs> yes. People learn why I'm in IT. But I have to give this, what, a point nine. Yeah, because they're really innovative and like the panel issues that they had were very, very minor. We so we gave it a point nine. Yeah. And a lot of the things that we talked about that seemed like um errors, guess what? That is it is an error. It's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, you don't expect it to happen. But they're willing to improve upon it, which is why we're scoring them so high, but we also took a point off. So next is lines. The lines at RamenCon are basically non-existent, except for, like, the rave and the escape room panel. Yeah. The only thing I had issues with the lines-wise, we'll get into registration specifically for this. I had an issue trying to find registration. There wasn't a, Personally, there wasn't enough signs and a location of the table that was for registration. It was just kind of near the front of the building. They didn't have signs. They didn't announce it. I knew where it was because I'd been there previously, but for a first-year attendee i could see you getting super confused unless someone didn't point it out to you exactly so for that at a point five we're gonna give them a point four very well run however not enough signs yeah so next is the game room this is probably the biggest issue i have with this con unfortunately and it's not necessarily that it's bad it's just that there's a lack of variety they only had fighting games in the in the game room and they don't try and get any type of arcade game. And I don't know if that's because they don't have access to it. But they, they used to have art more arcade stuff back in the day. And it used to be more of a variety. When I walk into the game room, there's a large room set up in a square. And there are fighting games. And it was in like four, five setups for Smash. Yeah, personally, I like variety. And I have to agree with this. Though I wasn't there for the previous years. I can honestly say that I couldn't really jive with just fighting games. I kind of like my variety. I kind of like racing games. I need some form of variety or else I'm going to get dulled out. I can only play Smash for so many days without going insane. So for this... Yeah, we gave it a point three, unfortunately. Yeah, but that being said, I want to say that's the lowest thing on our list. Yes. And that's that's actually a good thing because we get to the Masquerade, which... Threw me for a loop because I'm used to conventions calling it the masquerade. They called it the cosplay catwalk, which is actually kind of a neat term to call it. Yes. It was run very differently from what I've noticed. And it was actually kind of entertaining. I liked it. I liked how their setup was. It was kind of cool. I can't really diss it. Because it's a little different, at the same time, it's a good and a bad thing for me. I didn't hear much about it, and I barely squeaked in time to actually catch the tail end of it, which made me a little bit upset, because I'm used to conventions having some mad hype over their masquerades. This time, not so much, so I had to actually give it a point three. Yeah, it seemed very laid back. It, it didn't seem as very competitive as some other masquerades tend to get, yeah. based on our experiences. Now, the next thing that is on the docket is the dance slash rave. Oh, yeah. This one was actually the shit for me. Yeah, so the first DJ, DJ Rice Mage, was very, very good, and the crowd was loving his set while we were at the rave. Yeah, we we jumped in literally at the start of the set, and we were hyped up till the end, and the guy after him, I, I didn't like him that much, so we kind of just left. 
Yeah, the the two DJs after DJ Rice Mage weren't that good, and like like he said, we left, and like we heard pretty mad things about them from the rest of the general attendance while we were there. So because of this, we gave the dance a point three out of five. Yes. Now let's get on to tabletop. Oh man, I've stayed in tabletop longer than I think Cloud was comfortable. It didn't bother me that much. I mean, fair. I played a lot. I play a lot of D and D. You so play way more D and D than I do. That's fair. I, I mean, I've dabbled in it, but I, you, I, you you run campaigns by yourself. Yeah, I play an uncomfortable amount of D and D. So I got a chance to just do a bunch of one shot campaigns. There was a bunch of players that were willing to play different board games. I got to play one of my personal favorite games, which is a tie between Consume Goddess and Heart of Crown. If you've never heard of them, we'll get into it whenever we do a tabletop episode because I am mad hype about those games. That being said, one thing that I really liked is even though there was a lot of stuff going on, even though they had games for days, there were still people doing open shit. Like, yeah, I, there were like two or three open games of Werewolf because there was one in the game room, but then there was like another one or two across the room in like a separate hall. Oh, that's, that's the shit that makes me laugh. And this is the story I was going to say for right now. I randomly got out of tabletop because I'm like, okay, I need to find out what else is going on. I poke my head into one room and in the middle of a dark room with one light shining on the top ceiling, it's just a bunch of Kagakuri cosplayers playing poker. And I'm just like, this is the most accurate fucking cosplay I've ever seen in my life. Cause all y'all are just randomly gambling. You're not gambling money, of course, but you're just randomly fucking gambling. Now pull me a chair in and fucking deal me in because I'm going to be here for a while. And I won 50 cents. Not really. I won like two poker chips. But that was kind of the shit to me because it's like they had space left over where it's like, oh, there's going to be panels in this room later on tonight. However, you guys in tabletop are welcome to use it. So these Kagakuri cosplayers just go in there and just go, well, we're gambling. All right, shit. Yeah, so, no, that was really cool. And they also had a nice variety of games, too. Because I know Jack mentioned D&D, but literally, as soon as you walk in and you look to your left, there's literally a whole slew of options. One. Any con-goer had a lot of options to choose from, and it was great, and it helped keep their game room full and the con-goers entertained compared to when we went to Anime Magic and it was just the one box in the room with the two people playing. Yeah, I can agree with that. Because, you know, options make the world go round, and if you don't have enough options, yeah, cosplayers will find a way to make do, but it does burn out points in this category. However, in this situation, they gained a bunch of points solely because they had the options available and they had a system in place that allowed people to play to their heart's content. So because of that, for their tabletop, Ram and Khan got a .9 out of 1. Next up, we have customer service and staff. This one, as you guys know, we take seriously. We take very seriously. Because while the cosplayer makes the convention, customer service is crucial when it comes to this department. It's ridiculously crucial. Yeah. Basically, having bad staff can ruin your whole event. Now, in our perspective... This situation, especially for Ramen Con, and I know we're keeping you guys on pins and needles on this one. Actually, I have to say, they were on point. They knew their stuff. The ones that we talked to, nobody was just 
mumbling, looking out at their phones. Door checkers that we saw specifically, they were watching very carefully. Yeah, they were checking all the badges. They actually were checking their badges and doing their job. They actually showed that they were caring and they actually wanted to be there. Right. And here's the other thing that I found very unique. People remembered faces. Like, I was going around constantly going to different events and one of the door people was working at a different event later that night. And they're like, oh, I remember you. You got your badge? And then that alone, I'm just like, okay, cool. Not only do they remember me, they remember to ask me for my badge because I could have left that shit in my room. I did actually leave that shit in my room, so I went upstairs to get it and then came back down. <laughs> so I was actually very grateful for that. That's why I always keep my badge on me. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> That's you. I wish I remember to do it, but sometimes I forget. I mean, you walk around with a bag. It's not that hard. Look, I walk around with a bag because I need it for life-sustaining goodness that is inside the bag. But a badge isn't that hard fit into a backpack. It ain't that yep, 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 Yeah, you know I have a point. Yeah, fuck you. All right. <laughs> so, for customer service at Ramacon 2019, we give them a one out of one. Full points all around. Yeah. So, no, that was great. Yes. Next is photo shoots. Now, photo shoots at RamenCon are interesting. Yeah, actually, that was something that caught my eye. They had they had a list of photo shoots. However, they didn't have any in the morning, which, I mean, that's fair. A lot of cosplayers, are they don't like to wake up past 10 o'clock. But to not have any photo shoots during the morning time and only having it during noon, that's, that's a little iffy to me. Yeah, they also didn't have a lot of panels in the morning, too, which is part of the reason we docked a point on that because like they did have a good selection of panels but sometimes they didn't start to like 10 in the morning and then it's like some people do like to get up early and do that stuff it obviously depends on the type of person but yeah. another thing they did have is they had a photo booth where you could stop by and get your photo taken and basically so after you did the photo shoot you got to choose out of the photos that were that were taken and basically you got to choose one out of those for free that they would upload to Facebook. And then if you want to buy more, they would upload those digitally as well. Or you could have them print one out for you. And then you could take it back to your room. And that's kind of cool. Now, the other thing that was there for cosplay is that the surrounding area is very nice for photo shoots, actually. And that is something that was actually really cool for me to see. Though we had a lot of overcast, but that actually worked with a lot of pictures. Yeah, mainly for me, because I, I know I did a Sailor Mercury photo shoot for myself, and kind of like the rain downcast look works for her, because she's the Sailor Scout of Water, so it actually worked out pretty well for me, in my honest opinion. Sailor Drippy came back from the heavens. <laughs> but uh, the other thing that we kind of noticed that's a little bit different is they didn't have any sets at this convention, which is... Slowly becoming a standard. Yeah, so we also docked a couple points on that as well. So overall for photo shoots, we gave them a 0.7 out of 1. Now, let's move on to organization. Organization, there, there, this one is a little bit interesting for me because you gotta have to have a well-run machine in order for a convention to run. For me, this is something that it took a while for me to actually realize. There's a lot of space in their new location. There's a ton of space in their new location. Like, an uncomfortable amount of space. And things got spread out more than I was very comfortable with. So, a good example. 
they had an they had a stage that was usually used by cosplay guests and panelists alike. I had no idea what that stage was until I sat down and asked somebody. And then there was just a mass amount of unused open space. Well, that's a good thing with so many people coming together because if you cram so many people like sardine, someone's going to have a heat stroke. So it was kind of like a weird double-edged sword. It overlooked this really beautiful, uh, well, what would you call it, a waterfall? No, no. Oh, like the, the river walk area? Yeah, I really like that. That was actually no, kind yeah, of photo No, it's a very area. nice area. It is. Yeah. Placement of places actually made sense. I liked it, but at the same time, it was just so spread out that... I just couldn't get comfortable. There was also the fact that the reason why I'm saying that it took me so long to realize something, it took me a while to realize that this is a chill convention. You go, you have fun at the panels, you chill out with your friends, and that's pretty much how you go. Yeah, there's a basically a big communal area in the center of the convention where people just literally sit down, meet up, and talk about literally whatever, and you just walk up to a random person and just speak with someone. Yeah, and that's something that I'm not 100% used to anymore. That used to be a major thing at conventions, but it kind of died out, and it was actually really nice to see again. But what about you? What do you think about the organization? The organization was really good for the most part. Like, all the planning was done really well for the most part. There were a couple hiccups that we did hear about, and they obviously tried to remedy it where they could. And that's obviously going to happen to some extent at every convention because something's going to run late or there's going to be some type of mishap that you couldn't control. But for the most part, it was on point. Yeah. And even with my gripes, I honestly had to score very high for the organization. Like, I know I'm sounding like a negative Nancy when it comes to certain things, but trust me when I say this, the organization was good. It was just something that I wasn't used to. Yeah, so because of that, we gave it a 0.8 out of 1. Yes. Now next, we're going to move on to the Dealer's Hall and the Artist Alley because they combined them kind of, once again, similar to Anime Magic. Now, the way they did it was actually kind of cool. And it took a took me, at least, about a week to register what the hell they did. They basically did a big square and a small square. And the big square was all the dealers and the small square was all the artists in the artist alley. And the hallway leading in, I think that was the food vendor? Yeah, it was like the convention merch and like the food vendor, yeah. That was kind of cool to me. So, let's actually start with the dealer's hall. Now, I know you didn't really like the dealer's hall that much. No, it wasn't necessarily that it was bad. It was just very average and nothing that made it stand out to me compared to other conventions. This I'll agree with, actually. It felt the dealer's hall choices just felt bland. Like, after one girder round just to check everything out, I, I didn't need to see it again. And it didn't really leave that much of a placement in me. Yeah, I was like, I might be interested in an item or two, but I think I could also find this somewhere else type thing. Now, all the people who were working at the dealer's halls were very nice. We had very nice and pleasant conversations with them. Yeah, like, they were lovely people, but... It was just one of those things where it's like, okay, I could probably get this X place. I can get this X place. I go to dealer's halls to look for those things that I damn well can't find anywhere else. That's, exactly. But that's my personal bias. Now, for that, we had to give them the middle of the road and give them a point five. Not a, Nothing against the people, but it was more of the choices and objects that they were selling. Yeah. So the artist alley, the artist alley 
had a lot more of a unique flavor, I felt. And they had a lot more variety options, and they were also just as friendly, if not friendlier, than the dealer's hall staff. Yes. And that's one of those things where I actually sat down. I was like, there's a lot of custom slash commission-based stuff that's going on. And that's kind of cool where you can literally go, oh, I want this. Come back tomorrow. We'll have it done. All right, shit. Yeah, let's do this. And as Cloud said, they were some of, if not the most polite and loveliest people that I got a chance to talk to throughout the convention. And just listening to their perspectives about the convention as a whole... It was an eye-opening experience. It was nice to learn from them and what they thought, and I thought all the products that they were providing were very varied and very interesting, and they were very tailored to the convention-goers going to RamenCon. Yes. So for that, we actually gave them a point seven. Yes. Large amounts of variety, lots of lovely people, a few things that we would prefer differently, but you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. So... Last thing on the docket before we get to the extra credit is the attendees. Now, all the attendees seemed very hyped for this convention. Everyone was excited about going to RamenCon. Hey, school just started. I want to get away from things. It's going to be a nice break and my, maybe my last convention for the year, depending on you know how busy I am with school for some con goers. Now, this is something that actually I wanted to bring up. Every time we go to a convention, every time a convention is coming near us, if we don't go, we'll still ask the question, how was your convention? We do this at the con. We do it after the con. We do it a week after the con. We want to hear from you. We usually post it up on Twitter or our Facebook, and we will start putting it in different groups up the yin-yang because people, I want to hear your opinions. We want to know how you feel, what you thought, what you enjoyed, what you did not enjoy. Yes. So please, every time we do this, we want to hear your opinions. Even after we do the review, fuck, email us. We love to hear from you. Now, the one thing I do want to bring up in this attendee section, because we did attend closing ceremonies, is that you need to be respective of people's personal space while you're attending a convention. Because that was an issue that someone did bring up in the in one of the many threads that we posted. Yeah. Something, what was it? The pregnant lady that you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So somebody decided that they were going to shove a pregnant lady. That's not cool. That's not cool at all, guys. What the fuck? Please don't do that. Yeah. Uh, now, that doesn't bring down from the hype or the rest of the other attendees who were behaving. And, you know, that was obviously one instance out of, you know, thousands. But because of that, and, you know, just the general feel that we got back from all the feedback that we received. For the attendee score, we're giving it the full point of 0.5 out of 0.5. Yes. It had so much hype. And one of the things that I really wanted to bring up was the people that actually responded to us on Facebook specifically about this convention. They had nothing but positives to say. People that we talked to at the convention, mostly positive. But some people had their gripes. They were mostly personal gripes about the con itself. But I tried to factor that in. And at the end of the day, the positives outweighed the negatives. So we had to give them full points on this one. So the new thing that we talked about for the extra credit is what we're calling the niche factor, as we said earlier. Yes. Now, the extra credit is specifically for uniqueness. It's not us going, oh, here's pity points. No, we're actually looking at every single unique thing that 
every con has and giving it its own category. I wanted to call it the X Factor, but that name was already taken. Yeah, that's how we get sued. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back on topic. Yeah, I want to talk about the first item that makes this con unique, which is the swap meet. Now, the swap meet is basically everyone brings items from their home that they don't want anymore, and they're going to be like, hey, if you're interested in it, I have this nerd stuff that I don't want anymore. You might want it. Here's what I'm offering it for. And if you want to swap or try and haggle the price to a, a different price that you guys can both agree upon, you can do that there. And I think that's something really neat and unique that's not really done much here in the Midwest anymore. Honestly, I didn't even know it happened before. Like, I've been going to conventions for years, and I have yet to see another swap meet. There are other kinds that do do a swap meet, but they are rare, and they aren't in the Midwest. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, like I said earlier, the escape room, the murder mystery, um, cosplay phone funny. We didn't bring it up this time, but my god, they were mad hype this year. Yeah, and then the adventure group had that I'm a part of had our hot pepper panels, the cosplay chest, and that also went really over well and they bring a lot of unique things to the table that not a lot of other conventions have then there was the mario kart um tricycle thing that i really wanted to try but i knew i'd bust my ass even attempting yeah i kind of want to try that if we can next year yeah i wonder if they'll let me bring in my own custom because i will make a big wheel just just come in with a big ass big wheel like fuck you guys i'm bowser but yeah no it has a lot of unique things that the midwest needs and their niche factor, personally, is strong as hell for it's a really through size. the roof compared to a lot of other conventions out here in the Midwest. So for that, I have to give them 0.4 points of extra credit out of 0.5. Yeah, it's ridiculously good. Yeah. So it like basically due to all the extra and unique things that they bring to the table, it really helps improve them and attract in future attendees. Yes. So for that, we actually have come to the grand total, and this is going to be fun because... It's I, our second highest grand total, actually. Yeah. Um, out of 10 points, technically 10.5 if you really want to go there, but out of 10 points, the grand total for RamenCon 2019 is a... 7.7. .7. Yes. Now, I'm giving you the side eye because you don't include extra credit the point five and like the total just be you just you just that like in school that's how they do it i mean in my school they used to just yell at you but well i mean we didn't even get points it's like i had i went to terrible schools <laughs> not all of them not all of them some most of them, them. most of them uh, some point seven out of ten is the second highest score after anime expo actually yes which we gave a 8.2 or 8.3 yep and holy crap, do they earn it, especially with, like, all the unique things that they are bringing to the table. So with that, our review is coming to a close. So now to our standard outro with all of the fun places you can find us. Yes. If you want to find us on Twitter and follow us there, we post every once in a while. We try and keep up with it, but Jesus, life gets in the way. If you want us on Twitter, we have the link down below. It's the conventional crew. Without the E. Then we have our Gmail account, which is conventionalthepodcast at gmail.com. And then you can reach us on Coffee and Patreon at the conventional podcast, which will also be in the link below. If you want to hit us up on Coffee, if you want to be have your voice heard on the show, drop us a couple dollars and we'll pretty much say damn near whatever you want in the message so long as it's pretty much allowed on the air if it's not we'll probably throw cabbages at you 
We always have cabbages. We are always prepared with cabbages. Next, on Patreon, if you actually want us to keep growing and keep going, we have the ability to, with your help, join us on Patreon so you can actually become a Patreon member on our Discord. If you want to talk to us on the Discord, it's Discord is open at all times. However, if you want, you know, the fancy logo with the Patreon portion, yeah. We also have an Instagram and a Facebook page under the conventional podcast as well. Now, the other thing I want to bring up now that I mentioned Facebook is that we have a Facebook event for the gardens meetup at the Kennedy Gardens on October 19th, if you still would like to come to that. Yes. Trust me, we'll all be there. Everything will be awesome. Just, you know, give us a notice. Let us know that you're coming. And you might get to see my new car because I'm planning to have it by then. Yes, the new conventional bill armed with four cabbage shooters and five cabbage cup holders ready to launch and beat and berate people that don't even understand that they're fucking being trolls. That and it needs to carry on my swords. I have too many swords. Yeah, well, you need just a crate for swords at this point, or at least a rack. Maybe a, a sword rack. rack would be nice, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, fuck it. Probably another build. We'll do it on YouTube. I don't give a shit. Now, we've come to the end of our time. So, with that being said, please follow us, like us, love us, everything you can for us. But this is Jack Sentinel. And this is Claude IC, Master. And we're signing off. See you later. Peace. Peace.